Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's The Big Show. Is everybody ready? It's Thirsty Thursday. Happy Thursday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Happy Thursday. Thank you for making us a part of yours. Jake broadcasting uh, live from our Carrier Zone studios here at Vivint Arena. Austin uh, across the glass from me. And safely social distancing from Casa de Monson. The one, the only, Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. Hello, Jake. Hope you're having a good day today. Austin, too. I don't know. Are we getting angry Austin today or are we getting happy Austin? Well, it's a day that ends in Y. So angry Austin it is. <laughs> Does that mean... That he has his list for us today. Uh, well, it's going to be hard for me to be a little more angry today. You know why? Because we just had an incredible conversation with uh, DJ Bullerjack yeah, in the lodge in the lounge. Here. Yeah, about the cool things they got going down at the store that I'm not going to reveal the details of right now. Stay tuned. It's really exciting. Pretty sweet. But it was good to see. Uh, and it involves pizza. Good to see DJ Bullerjack. The world, the one, the only, the world famous. Uh, but it's only two. I'm sure by two ten I'll be angry. Uh, <laughs> what I want to know, Gordon, is: that Are you still mad at us, and more specifically me, because it was really my fault for you uh, dragging me into that incriminating audience? Yes, for for me entrap uh, trapping you. I I, uh, no, I, I felt see, bad no, yesterday. I did. I went home and I thought, you know what, Gordon? Gordon was mad at me. <laughs> I didn't mean to anger Gordon. You tricked me, but it was all my own fault. I walked straight into it, so you know I can't complain. It's one thing if uh, if I had been a little more on the ball and sniffed that out, but I did not, so I get what I deserve. Uh, well, deserve you know deserves got nothing to do with it is one of our <laughs> okay. fa- our favorite uh, our favorite Mr. lines. Money. And I I will be honest if you if you missed the show yesterday, I kind of tricked Gordon into uh, losing a bet, which he did pay up on because he's a good sport. But I did, I did think you were playing along. I have to admit. I thought you, I, I thought you realized what I was doing, and I thought you were playing along. No, so see, I really—it's worse than you thought. I thought I, I really did. I thought I was, I was just making a joke. So I accidentally won that bet. But uh, anyway, I, I'm sorry. Do, do I owe you an apology for entrapping you yesterday? I, I apologize. It was entrapment. Let's, let's make no, no uh, bones about it. You tricked me. You entrapped me. And you know that's the first time I think I've been entrapped that way well it's happened before i'm sure but not so blatantly and so it made me feel bad for those who are others who are entrapped see as a know? as a gullible person myself who basically believes anything somebody will tell me 
Uh, I, I've been there, Gordon, and I apologize. I just didn't know Gordon was such a Sigourney Weaver fan. <laughs> Rattled you off. need a Sigourney Weaver <laughs> trivia partner. It's Gordon Munson. Uh, well, I don't know about that, but uh, I have I am aware of Sigourney. And uh, how old would Sigourney be now? She's probably in her sixties. I would think. Because when when did Ghostbusters come out? Because well, she was a, a fairly was young woman then, right? She'd probably be like I'll solve this. Okay, Google, how old is Sigourney Weaver? Yeah, that that would that would Pretty probably easy. be the, the, the seventy years old. The best. Wow. Way to go. Wow. Mm. Uh, so, Gordon, uh, before we get started in the in the sports of the day, I did want to apologize to you, and I hope you're not still angry. Uh, and you were a good sport yesterday for paying up. So thank you for that. Dare I ask what it ended up sounding like? Oh, do you really want to hear it? I can well, play for I, it. I mean, it's inevitable. It, it is kind of inevitable. That is that is true. You you kind of got away with one, Gordo. You did. I did? You did because you added a tell on the end of it that we hadn't uh, planned on, and so it's not the cleanest cut. So we had to cut it off. But here's what it sounds like. The Beatles are the most overrated band in history. <laughs> yeah, you did. Oh, uh, that was... You chopped it. We... So I think you should record another one then. I think, yeah. Nah, it wasn't the it wasn't the best effort. But it wasn't. But effort. we we could just cut off the in history part, and the Beatles are the most overrated band. You didn't have to. You didn't have to cut off the part that I added. Yeah, because that wasn't that part was, of the incriminated that's, audio. Yeah, that's not the bet. Or you could just pull another one of his. I, the more I thought about it, too, the Limp Biscuit is better than the Beatles was pretty funny. More than overrated band in history? I don't know, but that one was pretty funny. <laughs> so I guess we should pull that in addition. How about oh, that? Okay. I was going to play them both. Huh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, if, if that one would have turned out a little better. The Beatles are worse than Limp Biscuit. <laughs> the Beatles are worse than the Monkees. The, the Beatles are worse than Millie Vanilli. The Limp Biscuit one is funny just because of all the infinite, uh, emphasis you put the on The Beatles are worse than Limp Biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I need your help uh, with something uh, uh, real quick, Gordon, because uh, let's just say I was raked over the coals repeatedly on the, the previous show. And uh, how should we respond? All right. Do what we need to do? play their their drops? No, they just uh, remember that that drop. I was actually doing the show with you. That drop. Come on, polls are fun. Yeah. Uh, they they pulled just the fun and played it at least a thousand times on their show today. And it, how did it sound? I mean, what did uh, it sounded like? Somebody me would say fun. something. And you they said... make they make fun of the way I say fun. Do they really want to get in a war with us? I like don't know. That? That's what I'm saying. Should should I respond? I have a couple of ideas. I did tell Hans that that we'll just play Gus uh, twice an hour, but I don't know if we want to go <laughs> if we want to go that far. <laughs> you could always uh, resort to uh, Hans's uh, admission about his doll Christopher. I don't know if we could find that. Oh, really? Is that gone? That was a long uh, time ago. Uh, he's the only he's the only sports talk radio host I've ever heard admit that he was attached to a doll until he was like what twenty four. I don't know if he was that old. The funny part of the story was the, that uh, he wanted a my buddy. No, you, do you remember that? 
Austin's shaking his head. He remembers that. Yeah, Austin, you rem- or uh, Gordon, you remember my buddy? It was before my time, but I know it. And you know the jingle, it. right? The, yes. the, the the jingle was was world famous. Go ahead and sing it for us. Uh, no, I I don't think I'll do that. But and his uh, parents wouldn't get that for him, so they made so his doll? mom made him a my buddy, and his name was Christopher. <laughs> Yeah, but the thing about it was, was the way he talked about it. It was, it was, uh, it was emotional. And I don't know where Christopher is now, but I bet he misses him. I bet he has him right close by every day. <laughs> Christopher is still around. Oh, that yeah. would be that would be a credit to his mother and her fine craftswomanship. Oh, you know, Fawn survive that way. Did it? Did it right? That it would survive that long. I mean, because Hans is like what, like fifty-seven years old. <laughs> so, have you guys ever had? Have you ever had an attachment with something? Uh, you know, like that. I had a blanket as a kid, but I don't know if I toted it around until I was twenty-two. Uh, I, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you have, Austin? A blanket, uh, several blankets, because I would rip them to, to tatters and have to get a new one, but. See, this is strange to me because my wife did this with all our kids. She gave them blankets, and our kids became very, very attached to those blankets. I didn't have a blanket when I was a kid. You had a chicken. That's right. Like a normal person. I didn't have anything, you know, I, I had a pet. But I didn't have a, I didn't have a blanket. I didn't, and, and our kids got very attached to them through the years, and now she's continued it on with our grandkids. But I, I was deprived of that. I didn't have, I didn't have anything to lean on like that. So can I ask a, a, an experienced parent then a, a question about this attachment? Does it have to be a blanket or a stuffed animal, or can you select what your child gets attached to? Because that could be <laughs> hilarious and useful. Well, what like a like a weed whacker or you know something a useful tool? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like like you know, can I get my daughter attached to the lawnmower? That would be more difficult because they have to like it. See, that's the thing. Hans looked at Christopher one time, and Hans at that time needed support, and so he hugged Christopher. Christopher loved him back. And then it was set in stone. See, because the same thing with the blankets, you know, just like Austin, it sounded to me like you were pretty close with that blanket. Oh, yeah, for sure. But but see, okay, so so my daughter really enjoys we have a glass dining room table and she really enjoys Windexing it. And it's turned into a love of spray bottles in general. And I feel like this could be, you know, could I get her attached to that spray bottle to the point where my windows will never be dirty again? I don't think that's going to work. Perhaps you get her attached to uh, car detailing. Right. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I mean, see, this is just the attachment that keeps on getting more useful by by the second. Yeah. The only person I know of who likes folding laundry yeah. is my wife. And, uh, you know, I think that's very difficult to get someone uh, hooked or attached to something, some manual labor. Well, I didn't think somebody like your wife existed, and yet she she very much texted me and said that she enjoys doing yeah. laundry. She absolutely she did that. Because I, I did not believe you. Because I did not believe that there's actually a person on the planet that enjoys doing laundry. And you're, the lovely Lisa Monson proved me wrong. She does. And, I, you know, she does it because she wants to. And, but let me ask you guys this. Do you think it's healthy or is it harmless? To give your child something 
that they will become attached to, does that help them or does it hurt them needing that kind of uh, support, that kind of security? So translation, you're asking people out there if you were scarred as a child. (laughs) Essentially, yeah. That's the question. I mean, I did have a pet pet dog as a kid, and I liked that dog Was the dog's name Gus? No, dogs didn't, no. Did you get emotional after one of your many football games about Gus's uh, demise? Uh, my dog was oh, hit man, by a car a and killed, and uh, it was, it, and I was like 17 years old, and even being a, what I thought was a fairly, uh, uh, you know, uh, well-adjusted teenager, it it did it affected me more than I thought. They do it to me every time, man. Yeah, thanks a lot for that. I appreciate it. <laughs> do it to me every time. I got to talk about a piece. dog dying. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm Two. sorry, Gordon. But that that Casey Kasem is just that is the gift that keeps on giving. That whole, that whole thing. So it, 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 applies, it, applies to. it applies to like everything. And the thing about it is, is that I had a relationship with Casey Kasem, so there was a real connection between the two of us. And now that we utilize him on the show, it, it it's nice. Speaking of things I don't believe. Is Don on the phone? (laughs) I promise you, Jake. I promise you with every bit of sincerity I have that (laughs) what I told you about Casey Kasem is 100, 100 percent true. And yet. uh, Play the record, okay? Please. Unfortunately, Casey uh, cannot uh, confirm nor deny this. Because I believe Casey. Casey. I believe anything that that voice told me. I want a concerted effort to come out of a record that isn't a up tempo record every time I do a gif dedication. So when he was the voice of Shaggy on Scooby Doo, you, you believed everything he said? Oh, oh, he was playing a character, Gordon. That wasn't uh, that wasn't Casey himself. He is an actor in that role. Uh, just let me throw that out there to our listeners. Do you think it's beneficial to give your child a gift? That they cling to. Oh man, why is I, now this is I'm, this ship has sailed for me, but this is for you guys' benefit. Oh and no, no, Jake, you can't get your kid attached to uh, you know household chores. Sven Sven tweets in, and this this is maybe the funniest thing I've read all day. Certainly is. He says, uh, I think in order to get attached to detailing your car, you would have to use it to comfort the child. Bad dream? Let's go detail the car. <laughs> Skin knee? Detail car. Scary thunderstorm? Detail car. <laughs> it's okay, baby. I know what to do. The only problem oh, that with is that so is funny. Then, then the child would no longer admit that they were scared or traumatized in any way because they don't want to go out and do your work for you. Detail the car. Jeez. Dad, first heartbreak. I know the fix for that. Dad, I had a bad dream. Get the bucket. We're going out to do the car. My tummy doesn't feel well. Come on. That might be the most diabolical thing I've ever heard. I mean, that is. That's bad. She does. She does already like the chamois. That's a thing. Okay. 
<laughs> that's a thing. And I, I bought a car washing sponge that she's pretty fired up about, too. So <laughs> I've taken her out to wash the cars before. You are you know so, two steps ahead is, on this. I'm, this is what's so bad about this, Jake, is that you have been talking to us on the air openly about getting your child to do labor for you around the house for a year now. And she's only three. Yeah. <laughs> it's a master plan, Gordon. Oh, yeah, good luck with it. And and just don't call child services on me. <laughs> uh, what what does Naz say about all this? Does she just sit back and let you uh, do this? Oh yeah, she's fine with it. Okay. All right. She doesn't. Uh, what? What am I, I'm going to tell my my child not to Windex a table? <laughs> no. If she wants to do it. She's more than welcome to do it. Somebody's got to do it. Enjoy it while it lasts, because uh, something tells me when she rolls, about that fourth birthday rolls around, she's not going to be spraying your table for you. Oh, she she not only sprays, but she likes the, the paper towels to, to wipe it up. For the awesome. time being, you wait. Awesome. She liked everything about washing the car, from there the sponges come- to the chamois to, to spraying no. the hose. She had the time of her life. There will come a time when she you'll be lucky to have her say hi to you because she'll be on her way to hang out with her friends. Oh, I'm not going to let her have friends. <laughs> I love that. Like, I mean, like that's not happening. She thing. has me so and her mom. What does she need like friends like power for? steering. You're going to control your daughter like that? I got news for you, my friend. Well, it's tough to... to Just because you couldn't, Gordon. Had... I mean, yeah. I, what? Not allowed to have friends. Are you kidding? <laughs> friends. <laughs> <laughs> not in my house. And then when the boys come around, that'll be fun to watch. Oh, that's not happening either. You just think you've got a lot to learn, both of you. Oh, man. Uh, you know what? I have no desire to get a dog whatsoever. But, I mean, that <laughs> point in her life, I'm going to have a, a mean one. A Doberman? Oh, I don't know what breed, but it's going to... Half lion, you know, half it's gonna beetle. have a <laughs> taste for human flesh. That's That's going to be the... That's going to be the criteria when I when I buy it. You, guys. you have a specific breed in mind? No, no, just something that that is mean and is aggressive and will attack anything and everything. No, I say uh, go ahead and teach as best you can, but control you can forget about that. Yeah, no friends. <laughs> it's not happening. All right, coming up next. <laughs> segment one. <laughs> segment one. Go back to giving her a blankie. No, I'm going with the spray bottle thing. I, I will I will keep you up to date on, on how it goes. But, yeah, she's going to have a spray bottle. Should I give it a name? You know, like like blinky, like spray? Draw a little face on yeah. it. <laughs> what name should the uh, spray bottle be? Squirt. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Oh, squirt. Oh, you're bored, Daddy, honey. Oh, why don't we go get squirt? Go, go get squirt. Oh, this is gonna be amazing. <clears throat> I'm gonna write a book about it if it works. That's happening. It won't make a zillion dollars writing a book. It won't work. <laughs> oh man! All right, stay tuned. Uh, big BYU news today. We will get into it uh, coming up next. <laughs> what? What's so funny? I just love that that, that our first segment was nothing. Yet it was so Oh, my gosh. That was the most productive segment we've had in weeks. <laughs> it was a great segment. It was a great segment. I might replay right it now. for our year in review. Gordon, Gordon and I repaired our relationship. We got through <laughs> parenting advice. 
I mean, and we, we named a squirt bottle. We talked about DJ Bowler Jack. <laughs> Every listener out there who has a child under the age of one is taking notes on what you're saying. And everybody with a child or more over the age of 10 is laughing in your face. About the spray bottle thing? And but yeah, and that was a little harsh. Way to harsh my buzz there, Gordon. Oh, about the whole thing again. Right back to oh, I had forgotten. Part of this segment was talking about the dying dogs. (laughs) Gordon Gordon talked about how he's BFFs with Casey Kasem. Like this segment was amazing. Didn't they used to say that the road you grew up on, uh, mixed with the name of your first pet, was your porn star name? Isn't that what they said? And my porn star name is Trissy Murphy. How about that? <laughs> and now, what's yours? now we've heard it all. <laughs> what's yours, Jake? Uh, let's see. When I <laughs> what what street you grew up on, or yeah. what street, street you grew up on? Like I, pet. I was a uh, my first street. Let's see. Okay, Loggins, <laughs> Bainbridge. <laughs> This is a very highbrow uh, <laughs> member of that society. <laughs> Logan's Mainbridge. Yep. What about you, Oz? Freckles Church. <laughs> now that's amazing. <laughs> now that is amazing. Or uh, Freckles or, Church. Or Jackie Twenty Eight Hundred East. That didn't really work. I, I, I think you should Google Freckles Church because I almost <laughs> guarantee there's already an adult film star that is going by that name. Okay. <laughs> Freckles Church. (laughs) All right. We go from that to BYU football next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Unbelievable. The Beatles are worse than Millie Vanilli. The Beatles are worse than Limp Biscuit. The Beatles are worse than the Monkees. The Beatles are the most overrated band in history. <laughs> uh, band of the day today on the big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, is the Beatles, selected by uh, listener Telosi on Twitter. Uh, who uh, said the Beatles must be band of the day today? Great taste in music. You know, you know what? I've always thought they were overrated. Oh, you did too. Yeah, you and Gordon, and both of us. Maybe we should have the Beatles be the band of the day for the rest of time. <laughs> oh, I would, I would turn into a maniac after the first week. Well, there's a whole lot to pick from. It wouldn't have to. It wouldn't get repetitive. Brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. That's one thing that, well, music was a little different back then. That's that's one thing. A lot of albums. The Rolling Stones have made something like, I can't, I, I think it's like 40 albums or something like 40. that. It's, yeah, it's crazy how much music they were uh, pumping out back in the day. It's certainly not that way anymore. No, no. Too uh, much money. With uh, a lot less effort these days. Gordon, uh, announcement coming earlier today from Provo that BYU will open the 2020 football season. It's going to be a nationally featured game on ESPN against the Naval Academy on Labor Day, Monday, September 7th. 
in Annapolis. Uh, Gordon, kickoff set for 8 o'clock. So that'll be, uh, that's Eastern, by the way, 6 o'clock Mountain. And uh, there you go. We, we're, we got some news on the BYU scheduling front, and they're going to take on Navy. Love it. Well, I mean, BYU needs to add teams, and uh, if, if the season actually happens, I wouldn't lay much money on whether the game will actually be played or not at this point. But I will say that that's pretty good. That, that's not bad. I mean, uh, Neil Matalolo has done a nice job there at Navy. They had that one down year a couple of years ago, didn't they? But um, it's, it seems like they've done pretty well. And, and that's a nice that's a nice game. I mean, I'd say that's better than that's better than a lot of other possibilities. Oh man, I'm tuning into that game. BYU Navy. Yeah. yeah, that's a great matchup. I'm absolutely excited for that. Especially since Neil Montalolo, when he was being considered for the BYU head coaching position, uh, I you know the, the the whisper is that he was not necessarily given. Uh, overwhelmingly positive messages, and uh, but you know that that's just a little side note to uh, to what uh, what should be a, a competitive game. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. I I think it's you know it's great. BYU should make the matchups they can as as interesting as they possibly can, and if they've got to go on the road to Annapolis to do it. Absolutely, uh, it, it'd be worth it to go uh, to go get that done. And you're right, Gordon. Now the challenge of filling out the schedule. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's not over by any means, but this is a start, and it's an interesting matchup. Uh, uh, <clears throat> I I think it's cool they're going to play against the Service Academy. The the Ken Niamatololo uh, storyline just uh, just adds to it. So I thought that was really good news for for BYU, and this is you know probably going to be a pretty good BYU team. So that should be a, an excellent matchup. And you know, talking about going on and scheduling, Gordon, we know the conferences that are going to play uh, non-conference games, and that includes the Big Twelve. Now here here's my question to you, and I heard Hanson Scotty talking about this a little today because there's been rumor that BYU could possibly schedule somebody like Oklahoma State, but Texas Tech announced their non-conference opponent. They're going to play Houston Baptist. Gordon, and they're going to pay four hundred <laughs> grand for the pleasure to go up yeah. against uh, them in Lubbock. So, it, what do you a think, waste of time. Do you what think that trend will continue, though? Uh, it, it depends on the school. I mean, what a what a waste of time. Uh, that's that's ridiculous. Um, but uh, that's their decision to make. So they did it. Um, I don't know. I, I think each case will be different. And there might be some possibility available for BYU. It's just a shame because their schedule this year was going to be so much fun to to see, and now they're they're just looking for whatever they can grab. And uh, I, I really don't know how it's going to go. Navy's a decent start. Well, if they could make some matchups with, say, Oklahoma State, that would help a lot. I mean, if you could yeah. pick two or three Big 12 teams, I don't know how many ACC teams it would be possible to schedule because they've, they've got to play in their own state thing, and you'd certainly have to go on the road, obviously. Didn't, but, the, big, didn't the Big 12 have something about making them be home games, too, or something like that? I'd have to double-check, but that wouldn't surprise me. I thought I read that somewhere, but I could be wrong. Let's but if, check that. if you could do two or three of those games, you know, you've got two or three, well, at least three, right? Uh, Mountain West Conference games already on the schedule. You'd hope you could salvage those, maybe even add to it. Not certain that you will be able to salvage all of them, though, because the Mountain West came out and said two non-conference games. 
And a lot of the, the Mountain West Conference teams had three non-conference games scheduled, I know. So I don't know whether – I mean, Utah State is obviously going to want to play BYU. Uh, I would imagine that Boise State would fit into that same category, but I don't know if everybody does. San Diego State, I don't know. Hmm. Well, we'll we'll see. I hope that they're motivated to keep those games. I mean, yeah. it's it's a little it's a little more complex because you're no longer. I mean, if it were a home game, I, I'd have to double check: is it a, a at San Diego State or is it at Boise State? I mean, part of the the appeal for those schools in playing those games is you get a boost at the gate, right? Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. Without some of that motivation gone, how that how that uh, makes things a little bit more complex. I don't know how obligated they are to stay in those contracts. You know, you thought about that. Like, could could BYU lean on these Mountain West Conference teams to play them, or is it just the Wild Wild West right now? Because somewhere oh. Texas Tech's non conference opponent is complaining, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't know. I don't know the legalities of it. Uh, and what, who's going to be held to what? But I, I you know, commenting on this Navy game, uh, that that's that's a that's a nice that's a nice get for BYU. And have you been to Annapolis before, Jake? I have not. No, but I've I know not, you've been I've, in that area yeah. quite a bit. Uh, but uh, it's a it's a beautiful little place, a beautiful town, and uh, the Naval Academy is uh, something special. And I've never been to a football game there, but I have been. I have walked across that campus, and I have piloted a uh, uh, a large sailing yacht out of that harbor out into the Chesapeake. And I've got uh, pictorial proof of that, so you guys can't. Uh, oh, no, no, no. I totally me. believe that you were uh, on a large sailing yacht. Yeah, no, I buy that 100%. Not my own, Not my own but... Austin, do you remember when I sent you that picture yeah. of me uh, at the helm? Yeah, it looked like you were on a boat. Can't tell <laughs> if it was moving. Can't tell if it was your boat. Can't tell if it was Photoshop, but you were in a picture on a boat. <laughs> but we can all agree that Gordon having access to you know a multi-million dollar yacht is no. not really out of the, One, out of the question. One, two. <laughs> <laughs> Annapolis is a nice place. That, I believe it. I I would encourage BYU fans if you In fact, when I stayed in Annapolis the last time I was there, it was I was actually there to cover BYU uh, West Virginia in that game that was uh, where was that game played Landover uh at yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. And so I stayed in Annapolis just for kicks. And uh, had a, had a real good time there. So yeah. So I don't know if uh, fans will be invited or what, but uh, it's an it's a nice place, and it'll be a good experience for BYU to go back there. When was the last time BYU played Navy? The last time I can remember Navy being involved in a local game was uh, Utah playing Navy down in the uh, was that the Poinsettia Bowl or was that? Uh, Utah played them in the bowl game in San Diego. I forget whether it was a uh, – yeah, I believe it was a Poinsettia Bowl. And uh, that was a wild, crazy game played in a, in a rainstorm. And BYU played Navy in the first Holiday Bowl. I believe it was. That was in the 70s. But, Austin, you said that they uh, BYU played them in 89? Yep, that's right. Yep. Yeah. So it's been a while. 
Well, I think it should be a pretty interesting matchup, uh, no doubt about it. And there's a there's a good connection uh, there, and uh, this seems like a, a great matchup. I was certainly enthused by this uh, by that news today, Gordon. And we'll see we'll see how it goes, but it's on the books. And Navy is you know they have Liam Matalolo has done a nice job there elevating that program. And they've won a lot of games in recent times. I mean, they're not, it's not a great team. It's not a great program. But it's it's a national program. And there are a lot of people who are connected to the Navy one way or another who will want to watch that game. Do they play football at Navy? Because if the answer is yes, then I'm going to watch it. That's all that matters. <laughs> you, are you they, are they going Hughes, to you, field a football team? You would watch team? Houston Baptist, would you? If I could watch Houston Baptist and Texas Tech right now, I'd do it. 100%. If that game, if any football game were on right now, I'd be watching it. That game's just silly. I mean, that's just a waste of everyone's time. Everybody knows who's going to win. Everybody knows what, you know, basically what the margin of victory is going to be. Everybody knows beforehand. So why go through the exercise of doing it? Because they'll be playing. <laughs> it's funny how your perspective changes a little bit when there's a pandemic that's going on. That's all I'm saying. If that pigskin is flying around, I'm going to be obliged to watch it. <laughs> uh, so let's hope we get it. Let's let's do. And I, I think that's positive news coming from uh, pro, from Provo today. Want to remind you about our friends at Syringa Networks, home to complete business telecom and IT solutions, backed by an industry leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communication for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. Real quick on our our uh, Hans vengeance on Hans and Scotty, we had some uh, drop suggestions from our friend Alan. Who said, oh, hey, guys, Matt Wells joins us, or exclamation mark. He said, those are my favorite hands drops. All right, Alan, just for you, we'll try and sprinkle those in throughout the show. So stay tuned. It is the big show, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. I feel like this is another Gordon Monson slam piece, period. I don't have a voice or an opportunity to fight back, period. That whole match was rigged, exclamation mark. Incredible. Welcome on back. It's the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wasn't that Hans trying out the open mic feature on the app for the first time? Is that and, what it was? And thought that he needed to dictate punctuation for some reason? Like it was a speech text? Yeah. <laughs> exclamation mark. You know, that whole thing, my, my daughter the other day was laughing out loud with her sisters about how poor Hans was in that match. They oh, against pre- Sid? Yeah, that's what he was referring to there, right? Uh, oh, the, I thought he was referring to the hit piece he wrote on him in college. Oh, was he? It, it was a double reference. Oh, okay. I the, see. The, why he sent the open mic in is we were talking about that oh, time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. he felt we weren't use, utilizing the details correctly mm. of that time. And so then he also referenced the grew up on or around oh, okay. women with big hair and beer. Well, you know, I don't know what that would be like for a former NFL player, star college player to be laughed at. Uh, by by a bunch of women who thought that his performance was abysmal, but th- that's the legacy that he's left for himself around the house. So, oh, around the Monson family. I thought you were talking about overall, like the legacy. 
Like Hans will hit not his radio career, not his football career, won't be remembered for any of that. <laughs> Losing to a twelve year old in tennis. That's that's Hans's legacy. He didn't just lose to her, he didn't win a single game. Nope, he lost six oh six oh. And then faked an injury at the end. Remember that? Oh, I know. That was that was the most pathetic part of the whole thing. And they laughed about that too. That he faked an injury. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Oh my gosh! You know I, I can't think of anyone, you because know, Hans is great, a terrific athlete. You know, a terrific athlete. But it, it, the male ego sometimes comes into play where guys who play the certain sport think they can play every sport. Um, and uh, and I I tried to warn him, but he wasn't he wasn't listening. He thought that was going to be easy, and it was turned out to be. A difficult time for him, but he got he got even with us. He cr- he crushed us in basketball that time that when you got hurt, Jake. So I mean, what goes around comes around, I guess. But still, it wasn't a twelve-year-old. No, you know, no, it uh, it was, it uh, it certainly was not. Not one of uh, Hans's finer moments. Who was it that that took a shot at Hans uh, when he was bragging about his career at the Christmas party? Was that you, Austin? No. <laughs> Tell that story again. I don't remember. Come on. He can't hear well, us. Um, He's right over there. It was I was completely joking, kind of. Hans, uh, well, Hans he was, was he was being very he was being very uh, well. Me and my and I and he my, wasn't he showing off the, for Adrian's girlfriend. Uh, Adrian's girlfriend at the time. Yeah, yeah, he was talking to her and he said, "You know, I played in the NFL," and I went played. <laughs> oh, you did, and not then do ran that. home <laughs> and played. Took, took sick the following week. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I'd use the word played. <laughs> and I was just just to kind of, because he was being very me and my and I'm monster and me. And so I was just trying to, you know, lower the braggadocia a little bit. And instead I was now needing witness protection program. Oh, I know, played in the, the NFL. I, played. I, I, have, I, I have no problem with the guy, you know, bragging about himself in a, in a case like that. At least uh-huh. he made it that at least he made it that far. You know, no, sur- no a- surprise. You are just fine with no, somebody bragging about not, themselves. No, no, I've always been able to tolerate that really well because he that's an accomplishment that he had. So why should I put him down for getting as far as he did? I don't Even know. if he's bragging to a trying to impress somebody because it's hands. <laughs> well, because he's a human. I and mean, we I know do, him and I do the similar thing to you a lot, Gordon. Where I don't mean it, I'm just trying to, you know, add a little brevity to a story about how you went to the Navy Academy once. It sounded to me like you were really bothered by the fact that he was showing off. Well, it had gotten on a little. Well, long. yeah, you just <laughs> got to knock it down a peg too. Have you ever had a ice cream cone dipped in chocolate on Balboa Island? Because I have. Well, that's yeah. Huh. Well, ice that's, cream cone see, dipped. the fact, see, once again. And this is why I don't trust Austin's judgment on his <laughs> bragging level on what Hans was doing, because that's not what I said. And I wasn't bragging about it. I was saying that I really enjoyed it. Uh, all right. I played in the NFL. Played. <laughs> played. <laughs> that's just brutal. And honestly, why he not? looked at me like... I'm going to end you where <laughs> why, you sit. Why not? Let the man have his moment. Let the man, you know. It was he, like you, I said it in my head, but I said it out loud. I was like, oh, crud. Oh, it's so funny. 
How many people I'm do so you proud know that you. made it as far as Hans did in the NFL? Five. I've, I've, Several. <laughs> Honestly, five. <laughs> it sounded like Austin's version of Casey Kasem. Two. <laughs> Two. I mean, but you're asking Austin, who works in sports, if he knows, you know, an, a few NFL players. Of course he does. Could I mean, get three on the or now. Trevor Riley is a great friend of the show. <laughs> But uh, my point is that it's and not he that played common. long enough to get a pension and played. Yeah, that that's a way cheap shot. In fact, because well, Tony I'll, Dungy did Hans wrong. I'm he did. Yeah, that's right true. now. I don't mind teasing Hans a little bit about my daughter whooping up on him on the tennis court, but I I would have no problem with him coming in confronting you. You over didn't see the look fun. on the girl's face. Like somebody get me out of this conversation. <laughs> oh come on, that's not true. That's not like Hans. To talk about himself? <laughs> you guys. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's his favorite topic. <laughs> Exclamation mark. <laughs> Stay tuned. More Big Show. Steve Tate, the former Ute, is going to join us coming up next. Uh, Sam Amick at 4 and Kristen Kinney is going to jump on with us at 5. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.